It's me, David Webb, and here's a highlight from today's show on Sirius XM Patriot. Stricken with muscular dystrophy, Evan Hartzell would not be defined by it. His book, Abled in a Disabled World, is a book that is not only now on my shelf, but a recommendation for all of you to read and be inspired as I was. His parents, Melissa and James Hartzell, join me now to talk about the Evan B. Hartzell Foundation. Uh, Your motto, be the change, say I will, and ladies first, Melissa, to you, a truly inspiring story, a lot of challenges, difficulties, but one of my takeaways from the book, no limitations. Yes, David. Uh, thank you so much for having us and giving us the opportunity to share Evan and his story with um, you and your listeners. Um, you're right. Um, Evan dealt with a lot of things in his life, um, was 28, a little over 28 years of life, and uh, depression, a lot of suicidal thoughts, a lot of challenges, victories, but he never allowed the world to crush him. Um, he persevered, and he was very resilient, and um, we are just, we were blessed to be able to have that opportunity the 28 years to raise him, and to, and he's just taught us so many lessons along the way, especially mostly patience. He, uh, he had a lot of patience with us. <laughs> <laughs> and with the world. Um, yeah. Yeah. And David, well, uh, again, thank you so much for having us on. I mean, you hit it off right, right from the beginning. Be the change, say I will. That was Evan's saying. That was his life. That's why he lived life. His no, no challenge, no wall was too great to him. He just found a way to get around it to get to the goal, the mission that he wanted to. And he did it with compassion and love. Uh, and he inspired so many people during his life, in all walks of his life, that we didn't even know about until after he passed away. And then they reached out to us and he inspires people now through his life story, his autobiography that he, he, he wrote, uh, spent two years, two and a half years uh, with our older son, Alex, helping him, inspiring him to get it done. Uh, and he got it published just weeks before he got it. The draft completed just weeks before he passed away in his accident. And then we got it published as his life story to continue the legacy of inspiring others through his life and his legacy. And we published through Curry, Pub, Curry Brothers Publishing, wonderful publishing company who really saw, saw the heart of the book. After we spent nine months with publishers telling us, no, 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 it wasn't right, wasn't a good fit for them. But um, they saw the heart, and, they, and it's just been a perfect partnership ever since. Yeah, to talk about the book for a moment, and I, I really want to talk about the family dynamic and others, other elements uh, that are talked about and written about in this book by Evan. Something I noticed, uh, a lot of books have pictures. Uh, it adds to what's on the page. But it is the type of picture here that when I look at it, and in a frank conversation that we've had, you know, when you see someone with what is viewed in society as a disability, and rightfully so, uh, there's a reaction. But when I look at the pictures in this book, I don't see the disability. I, I, I see family, I see friends, I see funny pictures, colorful pictures, uh, moments that reflect uh, a, a, for lack of a better term, a normal life. And, and as a mom to you, Melissa, when you were finishing this book on behalf of your son after the draft came through and you secured the publishing with Curry, uh, 
to what was put in the book. Can you explain a little bit about that, both to you first and then James to you? Um, well, you know, we, we, we tried to say as the book was a raw manuscript when Evan, like, like, like Scott had said, he passed away two weeks after he completed the raw manuscript. And it took us over a year of working with that manuscript and Curry Brothers to really what you're holding today is the final um, draft. What we added to the back of the book, and we tried to keep it as close to what Evan had written as possible, um, adding in pictures because we thought pictures really solidified the story um, and his life. But we added in the back of the book um, because I felt like Evan, Evan's book was all about, you know, his life, his journey, his struggles, his victories and challenges. And in the back of the book, um, we added in letters written about him, to him, for him, from family, friends, and others who he had, who, whose life he had impacted. And so I felt like it was a full circle of not only him living his life, because he had no idea the impact he was having. It's funny, when he, was, when he was younger, I would joke with him, and he would get so mad at me. I would tell him, Evan, you know, you're going to inspire people by the way you live your life. He's like, no, I'm not. How am I going to inspire anyone just by getting up, you know, and going to church or going to school or, you know, whatever. And I said, you are, I promise you. And he would get so mad, he'd turn around and roll off. <laughs> and we would laugh. And, and now you can see the book, the back of the book really brings it all to a close, sharing, others sharing how he impacted their life just by him living his life. He wasn't trying to impact or inspire, but he did. And that's what was, I guess, so powerful for me. Yeah, and, and your intuition, Dave, is phenomenal because everybody who reads the book says, wow, I feel like I'm sitting right there with Evan living his life as I read this story. Because to Evan, his life was – he was normal, and the world's disability was not understanding his normality as a human being, his heart and his mind. His mind was fine. He was brilliant. Uh, and the world kept putting him into a bucket of a disabled person – and he didn't want to be in that bucket. He wanted to say, look, I'm, I have value. Um, I want to inspire people uh, through my life and through my, my, what he was doing. And he starts the book by saying his quote, I'm the same as you. I just look different. That's his quote. And so to us as a family is what your question was, I think, originally was to us. He, we had three boys, three sons. He was our middle son out of three boys, and he was just one of our sons. And we had to work with him physically to get him physically from point A to B, but we went to Disney and we got him in and out of the van off the airplane and he went to Disney and rolled around. I mean, everything to us was normal as far as raising him as a son, just with the added uh, work of the logistics, the emotion of dealing with how the world kept putting him into a bucket through schools, through nursing, through everything else. People would always come and tell us, wow, you, you guys are great. You're amazing. And we look at each other like we're amazing doing what? We're just raising our son. Um, and it was surprising to us the way that, that we as a family inspired people uh, by what we did. And that's why we picked the 70 pictures. And the book is chronological. It's Evan's life, his story. He told it basically from what he remembered from his earliest age uh, until right before he passed away. Uh, his challenges, his anger, his frustration, his, his uh, depressions, his victories, uh, that's chronologically, chronologically captured in the book, and we went back through those piles and piles of pictures and found pictures that best represented 
that part of the story that he was telling of his life. And I want to share an Evanism really quick because we call them Evanisms. He had an incredible sense of humor, witty sense of humor. And uh, one of those was, you know, because all the challenges he went through, but he, you know, the quote and what he would say was, it's not about how I want to die. It's about how I want to live. And that's really, truly how he felt. Um, because we knew from an early age that he may not even live past the age of 12. They told us that when he was diagnosed. He probably won't live, you know, past a certain age, but we loved him through yeah. <laughs> a lot. And I think that was a great deal of, uh, had a great deal of effect on how long he actually, um, you know, uh, survived and thrived. Let, let's talk about that family dynamic because you had the added uh, dynamic of a military officer deployments. Uh, you know, many people listening might think, okay, we're listening to an American family, home, work, and there's nothing. That's typically the scenario. But throughout this, you also had that dynamic. You, James, a retired Marine, uh, deployed multiple times, moving around as a military family. And, you know, when I, when I read this book, I don't see failure. I see success. But to me, that's what comes from the family. Right. And, and you're right. In Evan's first six years of his life, I was on active duty uh, and I deployed. I'd be, go- I'd be gone for six months, physically gone. And then the workups for that deployment was another six months. So there'd be a year block of time where I was committed to protecting our nation, making sure that the 150 Marines that I was accountable for stayed alive. And Melissa had the home front. She went to the 99% surge capacity with the family. And, of course, I supported any and every way I could when I could. But she was the main effort with the family during that time. And then I would roll back in uh, off deployment and and try to help where I could uh, to reinforce the success that she had with the family uh, and and, and, those kind of things. So uh, and then I went into reserves and just was home more during that time than 9-11 happened. Uh, and then, of course, I was pulled back on active duty routinely. And, again, I'd be gone for six months, gone for seven months, gone for 15 months one time. Uh, and Evan still, though, was amazing because he supported me whenever I would deploy. He was so proud of me being a Marine, so proud of me protecting our nation. He was a very patriotic, very Christian-centered young man. Um, and and he, he, they were happy. he was happy to see me when I get home. <laughs> so, you know, we, as any son Evan, would be, I suspect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Evan and I joked quite often that um, even though his dad went to war, um, I had I also at home, um, you know, had my flak jacket, my helmet, and my weapon um, on the ready to go to fight, you know, our own wars and our own battles at home with medical, you know, companies, insurance companies, um, nursing schools. agencies, schools. It was constant battle of his rights, his you know, his 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 rights to have. And do the same things that other children his age were doing, and it was a constant battle. But we laughed about that quite often because, yeah, I always had that. It, it was never far from me, actually. Yeah, she My she, she earned a lot of campaign ribbons. Believe <laughs> me. Yeah, yeah. My guests, Melissa and James Hartzell, the book "Abled in a Disabled World" by their son Evan Hartzell. The website, by the way, for the foundation. Evan, E-V-I-N, B, Hartzell, H-A-R-T-S-E-L-L dot com. The motto, say I will. You know, earlier uh, you mentioned successes, or I did, and in the conversation, and I'm thinking about the successes of this young man that went far beyond a book. Uh, And I know that the work of the foundation continues. So let's talk about his successes, some things that, you know, one 
looking from the outside in would likely say, how did he accomplish that? Uh, James, to you. Yeah, yeah, great, great, great. Again, your intuition is phenomenal, uh, David. You know, Evan fought through schools and, and, and got in, say, he was in a wheelchair. He had to go on a ventilator at uh, age 16. He had a full spinal fusion at age 12. But he was right back in school two and a half weeks later after getting a full spinal fusion because they told him, you're going to have to be out with a tutor. You're going to miss school. And he said, no, I'm not. And he dedicated himself to getting back in school, and he did. He was a great student. They told him because he was on a ventilator, you would have to drop out of choir. You wouldn't be able to be in choir anymore. He said, no, I'm not. I'm going to continue in choir. And he did. He was in the chamber choir, beautiful tenor voice. Uh, he went into college, and, again, you can imagine the difficulties he had trying to, as you know, with the disabilities he's had, the physical disabilities, to work through the college system. And it took him eight years to get his bachelor's degree, and he was almost completed his master's degree, uh, when he when he passed away from his accident, you know, he created a power soccer wheelchair uh, organization team because he wanted to create that to, to include have people able those who are disabled. He in college, he had a fraternity and he, he wanted to be in a fraternity. He wanted to be normalized among his you know fellow college students. Uh, and he pledged several times, and they would get to the point where, we love Evan, you're great, so the thir- three times, and they finally said no each time. He got really frustrated, so he, on his own initiative, went to uh, for a, a major national fraternity and said, I want to create a new chapter at St. Louis University of this fraternity, and he did. He's a plank holder, a founder, founding member of that fraternity. It's one of the top fraternities at that university right now. Um, that was Evan. That's what he would do. Uh, he volunteered to go to the VA hospital here in Tampa, James Haley Hospital, uh, as a VA volunteer because he wanted to help other people that were having issues. And he, he didn't care what he looked like as much as he wanted to help other people. He was a big brother in the Big Brother program. He was the state goodwill ambassador for Musker District Association. I mean, so he literally, we just tried to keep up <laughs> with Evan for what he was doing. That's why his motto, be the change, Say I will. Don't take no for an answer. Don't take it can't be done. Just look for how it can be done. Work through the issue. Get a coalition together and make it happen. Which I'll add is on his headstone. Be the change, say I will, is on his headstone. That's how passionate he was about change and helping make a difference in this world. So because of that, everything that who and what Evan was, we created a foundation, you know, soon after he passed away uh, to carry on his legacy to continue Evan's ability to help others through his life, his life story, and his passions. And that's what the Evan B. Hartzell Foundation is about. Uh, We have college endowment scholarships we've created in his name to help others who want to get into those kind of fields that can help people with disabilities. That's very successful. We've created a college course curriculum that's about disability awareness to help teach students in college about how to understand differently able people better so that they can normalize them into society and get the true value and meaning out of those people with different abilities. Uh, we're working on a children's book series that Evan is the featured uh, uh, character, again, to help children understand children with disabilities better, again, to pull them in, to normalize that together. Uh, so there's so much going on. We've done interviews, uh, nothing like this. This is the biggest <laughs> and best interview we've ever had, David. Uh, but we're open and willing and able to come and talk to family groups, uh, we'll be at the Family Cafe in Orlando on May the 27th. It's a uh, disability resource symposium conference, a national conference is held annually. They've asked us to come be the keynote speakers for that conference. We want to help other people who are dealing with disability, whether it's families or individuals, to realize that they can be abled 
to be the change and to say they can. My guests, Melissa and James Hartzell, the foundation, the Evan B. Hartzell Foundation uh, at Evan, E-V-I-N-B-H-A-R-T-S-E-L-L.com. Uh, you know, we, we could talk about the book in so many ways. Uh, there's a poem for all of you that uh, you should get the book, first of all, uh, a poem that's in there written from Evan to you uh, and so much more. Uh, chapter 29. You know, before you get to the personal reflections in the book, the will to live well, to to overcome the challenges, to go through the struggles, to have a solid family foundation is a big part of this book. And I read it from cover to cover for because I couldn't put it down. It was a story that I wanted other people to hear not just because of the continuing work, but what happened throughout his life. And and that is a credit to the both of you, to your other boys, to your family. Uh, but the will to live well with the time you have is very inspiring. Yes. You know, it's, you know, that, that's why I really hope people get the book. Uh, and you can order it on the EvanBHartzell.com foundation. All the proceeds from that book, uh, the sales go to the foundation to give back in Evan's legacy. Uh, and he finishes his life story uh, in the book by saying on the very last page of that chapter 29, which is the live to will, live well, the will to live well, he says, be the storm, be the change, and just say I will. You'll find a way to get there from here because he has. He said, if you can't adapt to the world you live in, then don't. Instead, just create your own world in which you can live and make a difference. And that's what Evan did. Um, so he's, he's an inspiration. Uh, we, we have so many people that, again, are reaching out to us after reading the book, telling us how they, Evan's story has helped them in whatever issue. It, a lot of different life issues people deal with. Evan's story has helped them work through some of those issues. And that's the legacy that we want to carry on and continue. Well, Melissa and James, both of you, well done. Very well done. The book, Abled in a Disabled World by your son, by their son, Evan B. Hartzell, and the foundation that continues the world uh, to overcome challenges, to take on the world and to live well. Thank you for joining me this morning. Thank you, David. Appreciate the opportunity. Thank you, David. And again, the title, a lot of people asked for the title. The title was Evan's Ability Was to Help the World's Disability. He felt the world disability was not understanding people with disabilities, and that was his passion. So, again, thank you for helping us share his life, his story, and his legacy of inspiring others. We really appreciate it. Thank you. You can join me live on The David Webb Show Monday to Friday, 9 to noon east, on Sirius XM Patriot 125.